From the heart of Franklin, Texas, this is Dangerously Wrong. And Merry Christmas to everybody. The podcast is back. Sounds a little different. A little different. For what it's worth, we have a new name. What? How'd Uh, that happen, Bronson? Listen, a couple of you have uh, sent messages saying, hey, the the podcast name changed in my library. What's up with that? (laughs) Well, we got banned from... No, I no, wish. Just, I wish. <laughs> so, no, like, uh, like all good, you know, like all good people, or I guess you would say, like all good. Um, well, you used the example of football teams. Yeah, you know, like on the eve of Super Bowls, didn't the Patriots always change their whole offense? Right, I would the think e- so. The eve of the national championship game, I'm sure Nick Saban has like changed the whole O line before. That's right. All great teams at the peak of greatness change everything. So that's what we're doing. Well, <laughs> you're the- making it funny, but here's exa- here's exactly what happened. If you if you would just go and you would search up for what it's worth, there's like 20 podcasts out there that's called for what it's worth, and ultimately you guys have blown us up so much that we just wanted to stand out a little bit more, and so uh, we just kind of started brainstorming. It wasn't even long. Ten seconds into me asking Bronson, he'd come up with this name. And so we just put it into action and changed everything. We now have a Twitter. I'll put the Twitter link in the description. You can go follow it. Yeah, at the DW underscore podcast. And you can go follow it, and then you can DM us. You can can tag us in things you'd like us to talk about. And so we're just kind of trying to take this to the next level. Um, And uh, and so I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be good for our podcast. I think it'll be great for our listeners and our community um that we just kind of get our name more out there and it's just kind of it's just kind of catchy isn't it Warning, well for real dangerously I mean, wrong you in, know uh, well and it, and it may be the truth i mean in all seriousness we have seen this go from uh seven eight of you listening to two of two idiots talk to uh 50 60 70 of you listening to two and idiots talk and growing and so we think we appreciate all those who share it and uh, this is an opportunity. We know that there's a lot of you who listen out there who who we know and who we're friends with. But we also know there's a lot of you out there listening that we don't know. We'll never meet. And so hopefully you're continuing to share it. And we've got a great show today. And, you know, we, we, we in preparation for this show, wanted to put together something that as you're traveling to grandparents' house or your in-laws, hopefully you're traveling. If you are not traveling because you're fearful of COVID or because you listen to Fauci, Dr. Fauci said you can't go to grandma's or your grandma called you and said, because you're unvaccinated, you can't come. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you can't come to grandma's house. You got to get the booster. And, and we, that's kind of what happened. I mean, that's basically exactly. Let's roll the clip. Let's Dr. The Fauci clip. was asked. If your relatives are not vaccinated, should you tell them, stay home, don't come? You can guess what Fauci said. If someone in your family isn't vaccinated, should you ask them not to show up? Uh, Yes, I I would do that. I mean, I think we're dealing with a, a serious enough situation right now that if there's an unvaccinated person, I would say, I'm very sorry, but not this time, maybe another time when this is all over. I mean, 
It's just. Are doc, you surprised? It's just Dr. Fauci doing what Dr. Fauci does. <laughs> Are you surprised? The biggest thing that sticks out to me is though, and he says when this is all over, quote unquote. And uh, I just I remember, and we've said this so many times in this podcast. I remember when this thing started out. It was ten days to slow the spread. Fifteen days. Fifteen days to yeah. slow the spread. Then it turned into months of lockdown. Heck, some places even years a year of lockdown. Then it turned into two vaccine shots, now two boosters, and oh, just just to be on the safe side, two years later, you shouldn't have Christmas with your unvaxxed family, just to be on the safe side. Kids, if you want to come see Grandpa Fauci, you got to get vaccinated. Hey, Grandpa, I'm not vaccinated. That's okay. I jab you in the van. Don't worry. Do you think that uh, he gives his family a vaccine for Christmas? I bet. Like wraps it up? No, Dr. Fauci, I give great gifts. I give the booster. Do you think he's good at wrapping gifts? No. You probably Dr. Dr. Fauci has people give gifts. I mean, he has people wrap gifts. You think? Oh, that's true. He's in pretty high power. For sure. He's a a millionaire. Millionaire. And so we jump in today for that. Hopefully your family Christmases are not canceled due to COVID. If they are, get you a new family. Hey, if you're... you're, (laughs) you're, you're, Can you do that? You can enter the transfer portal. (laughs) Yes, you uh, can. After talking with my family, I've decided that due to the crazy loons on my wife's side, we are entering the transfer portal, and we are looking for just a right fit. Hey, uh, you can come be a part of the Oakland Peas no, if you like. No DMs, please. No DMs, please. <laughs> <laughs> it just well, it's, it's uh it's one of those things. But so we jump in today here, full of the Christmas spirit. Because inquiring minds always want to know what does David show up to the podcast in? David is festive today. David is sporting a Rugrats shirt. Are you in a Rugrats shirt? No. So back in the day, there uh, was a show called The Last Airbender when I was young that I would get up every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., sit on the couch. With so breakfast. that shirt is from when you were nine? No, no, no. It looks it's just like it. A, it's just a character from that show when I was nine. It looks like it. Is it Schmedium? It's not Schmedium. It's actually a cutoff. And is that your flannel, uh, black and gray flannel there? Flannel? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We and do. I'm wearing matching socks. Your wife's pants. Matching socks. But don't forget, last week, Lego criminal beanie. Today, Wilson Livestock Cattle Company. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asking for this hat for two uh, weeks. They finally gave it to snapback. me. Snapback. They finally gave it to me. So paint that picture for you as we jump in here. And the show jumps in because I think we are beginning to see my sister and mom and brother-in-law were just in New York. They got back Monday from New York and my Did sister. Did they have a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a great time. Uh, they have a guy. They know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who gets them a hookup on, uh, you know, being able to Vaccines? get those. Uh, I'm just kidding. You, you said it, not me. Get around the city. So... They, my sister made an observation. They had been there just a couple weeks earlier, and she said, in her estimation, lifelong New Yorkers, the vast majority of them, are over this. They have seen the light. They are so frustrated. It's bad for business. It's bad for schools. It's bad for their kids. Now, don't forget our girl, Kathy Hockle, who took over for the worst governor in the history of the world, has quickly becoming the worst governor in the world said you know it's not that big of a deal kids have been masked in school for two years and are being forced to eat outside it's not that big of a deal not that big si- side note real fast here we're all over the place if i hear one more time hey kids are resilient that's this is a, that's 
I'm through with that. As someone who's worked with kids a lot. My whole life. Your whole life. Kids right? are resilient. They're, they're not invincible. Right. Um, but it was just interesting. And, and I think if you've been in a place where you've been exposed to all of the COVID lunacy, I think it's pretty easy to be over it. But I think if you're in the free state of Texas or you're in the free state of Florida or you're in the free state of, down, of Tennessee, I think it could be easy to get a little COVID fatigue. Well, and so the question we jump in with today is just an innocent enough question that I think well-meaning people out there are beginning to ask of, hey, why does this lead every show? You know, why won't everyone just get vaccinated so we can be done with it? We've been asked this a lot. Honest question, right? It's an honest question. Honest We've question. been asked this a lot. And so I think it's a fair question, and I think we should answer it. Well, I mean, you're t- we're tired of seeing it in the news. We're tired of seeing the restrictions. I think if you're out there and you're trying to travel and you're trying to have a normal life and you're trying to get by with the fact that maybe you aren't vaccinated or or that maybe members of your family aren't or that maybe that you are because we all know if you're plus 55, if you're plus 55 years old, uh, then you need the vaccine. Yeah. And you should have gotten the booster. And so if those are the cases, if that's true of you and that's true for you, then those things should be true in your life. But here is uh, something where I'm going to throw out there um, as we begin. Why are we still talking about it? It's the most amazing news out today. The news is out of the UK. Okay. It's not going to get any traction here in America. But is the news out of the UK, it's staggering. It will likely get us flagged for the third time, would be my guess. We're probably going to get, I, I don't know how many total strikes Woo-hoo! we get on social media, but we're Put probably going to get flagged for this. Let's but go. here is what it is showing. The most recent data, this is concerning Omicron, which you hear David has Omicron, by the way. Stop uh, it. So my you'll goodness. hear him coughing throughout the show. He's got Omicron. I'm not worried. The triple vaxxed, so that's, Two vaccines plus a booster. Okay, that's what we, we're going to call triple vaxxed. The triple vaxxed in this study out of the UK are four and a half times more likely to test positive for Omicron than the unvaccinated. Wow. Is that not staggering? A little bit, yeah. The double vaccinated, meaning no booster, are 2.3 times more likely to test positive for Omicron. I mean... We've said this. I don't remember how many weeks ago I brought this up, to, and I admitted I don't have the answer. Right? I don't. I don't know the answer to this. But it appears to me that if I just look at what is happening in the world, we're in an age of the vaccine. We're in an age of vaccinated teams, companies, people, places, countries, and yet. The virus is spreading now more than ever. And we have just a really simple piece. You know, under Donald Trump, 500, 600,000 people died of COVID. Now, Trump had no vaccine. He had no treatment for it. In fact, in the debates, Joe Biden came out and said, anyone who saw this many people die of COVID on their watch should resign as president, is unqualified to be president. And then... Joe Biden has seen nearly a million people die of COVID on his watch during an age of vaccine, of improved testing, 
of treatment. Yep. And so I don't know the answer. I don't have an answer for you. But we look at information and somehow we've got to figure out why have more people died in the age of vaccines than we had die in the age without vaccines. You and I have talked about this in the world of sports. It's a little and bit we're of a gonna, hunch. We're going to come back to this in a minute, so I'm just going to tease it here. We are not a sports podcast, although we talk about a lot of sports. And I think the reason we talk about so much sports is because sports is such a good barometer of society. We've had more games canceled now and more players test positive now since we have the vaccine than we did before. Make sense of this for me. Well, I don't know how to make sense of it for you. Uh, If we... I mean, if we just want to go ahead and dive into the numbers here, I, I think it would be the perfect timing. You know, if you look at the the NHL, they're, they're a pretty good estimate of what it would be like if we were a country at 97? 98%, 98%. 98% vaccinated, but yet players are still get, catching COVID. They're playing games in empty arenas again. Exactly. Let's look at football. I think football is perfect right now. 95? 95%. The NFL is 95% vaccinated, but yet coaches and players are getting it at at absurd rates. I mean, just last week, Cleveland had, what, eight players out with COVID? Well, I just saw this. I saw that the Kansas City Chiefs are higher than the average. They're greater than 95% vaccinated. This week, they put 13 people on the COVID list. Exactly. Like, it... Make it make sense. I don't know how to make it make sense. It, it If you listen to... So what you're trying to say is a good point. I don't want to skip over it. Let's, okay. let's come back to it. What you're trying to say is if the NFL was a country. Right. So the person who says, why can't we just all get vaccinated and be done with this? And what you're saying is, well, if we look to the NHL, 90, say it again, 98. 98%. Okay. If we look to the NFL, 95%. If those, if those are representative of a country and everyone who operates within those boundaries is vaccinated and yet COVID is still running rampant, they're still testing positive, yep. then why are we to believe that simply by all of us getting the same, and this completely is discounting natural immunity. I mean, yeah. the number of people, which this is a very argument too of at some point, there are a lot of doctors out there. Dr. Marty McCary from John Hopkins is one of them. There are a lot of doctors out there who argue those who've had COVID shouldn't be getting vaccinated. That we're creating an antibody overload that is potentially the cause for these vast COVID outbreaks. Huh. And instead, you know, we're having players run and get, you know, get even more vaccinated. But it's a great point. It's a great point. And even if you look at the NBA, who was really on board with this thing from the very beginning is at 97% and and we're still seeing players every week um, catch COVID and are put into COVID protocol. And so Adam Silver said they're not shutting down. They're not going to cancel any games. They're they're just going to continue in the COVID protocol and they're going to see what happens. But yet he encouraged encouraged, uh, teams and players to get the vaccines, get the boosters so that they can continue operating how they've been operating. But yet it just doesn't make sense. You're still catching COVID. No, I don't get how, I just don't get how you're uh, like 
what what is your mindset going into this thing? Because because I have a few tweets here from some some higher officials. Well, Cole, one Be- being Cole, a- well, Cole Beasley had a great line, right? Cole Beasley said, "We are missing games not because of COVID. We're missing games because of COVID." restrictions yeah like covid rules like so the nfl if you are vaccinated you had to if you're a vaccinated player and you test positive you need a negative test 24 hours apart two negative tests to return to play okay if you're unvaccinated nfl player you have to wait 10 days no matter what no matter when you test negative again it was supposed to be a punishment well less than 20 percent of people less than 20 percent of vaccinated players in the nfl have tested positive for COVID and returned sooner than 10 days. Yeah. So the NFL changed the policy. We were actually just arguing about this as a family, not arguing. We were discussing it last night uh, at my family. At dinner? At, at dinner, yeah. Well, before we left for dinner. With your... Brother, sister-in-law, other brother, brother-in-law, the whole crew. All of okay. us sitting around the kitchen. And I actually just saw this. I need to text them and update them. The NFL changed their rules now. You only need one negative. If you are a vaccinated NFL player, you now only need one negative COVID Let's test. Let's continue to push it. You know what return. I'm saying? Like, hey, like, do do they get paid if they miss a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah with COVID. Yeah, you what about paid. unvaccinated? Still get paid. Okay, okay. You know, just want to make sure that we're not discriminating, you know, against vaccinated, unvaccinated like the rest of the world is. But what, what we're seeing is that you're dealing with the healthiest players in the world. For real. You're dealing with an age demographic that's not even, the COVID's not even a threat to them. And the statement is so simple that if we weren't testing like crazy, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be, a, we wouldn't even be coming across these things. Right. I, I don't even know. Biden announced on Tuesday, I, I wrote it down somewhere. I, I don't know where I wrote it down. He announced on Tuesday his long, uh, the speech, if you watched it Tuesday. 500 million rapid tests are going to be deployed across the country by January 15th. And um, <laughs> you want to know what's funny I'm about like, that? Yeah, go. My dad, uh, we were talking on the phone last night, and I was telling him about like how I was feeling. You know, I just had a sore throat. He was like, well, the school gave me like a crap ton of rapid tests. You want me to bring one to you? <laughs> Omicron. <laughs> so that's pretty funny that you brought that up. I mean, it. here's the deal. If you're 24 years old, 25. Yeah, I'm just saying, general NFL player. Okay. What? Fair what is what is testing positive do for you? You're just fine. I mean, I want us to think about one of the iconic games that Michael Jordan had, the the flu game. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who was sitting around saying, "You can't play, MJ. You got the flu. You're gonna give it to everybody else." No one. Nobody. They, but we can't. We can't go down this road. Is this road is the most sensical road to go down that never has ESPN run flu cases across the bottom ticker. Never have games been canceled because p- players had flu. No. In, in fact, we know the threats to other people. I mean, we've had football teams, college football teams die on plane crashes. Entire teams, Marshall football team, die in a plane crash. Oklahoma State basketball team, die in a plane crash. Baylor basketball team, die in a plane well, crash. Well, there was a hockey team that died in like a bus crash or something like that a few years ago. And yet, how do teams still travel? Bus. Plane. plane. Right. So so you're like, the greater threat 
We know these. Great- we drove every week for seventeen weeks to a football game. We know these threats exist, and we and we knew the threat existed, but yeah, we got to. They're far time. greater. Yes, they're far greater, and yet the solution is to deploy five hundred million rapid tests one in a country of three hundred twenty-seven million. So deploying five hundred million rapid tests, the country's population is basically that. So you take one rap, you know, you've got to take these rapid tests like three days in a row for to truly understand because you can be negative on Wednesday and test positive on Thursday and have never had any different interaction with pe- people. You know, you have the rapid tests, you know, you've got to take them in a row. You've got to, how, however that works. But it's just, it just literally makes absolutely no sense. And if we're just continuing to track with this idea of like, hey, if we would just get vaccinated, it would all go away. That's simply not the case. If you um, look at if you look at science, you should do your Fauci impression. I look I look at the science. Fauci. I look at data. But I like, look at the science. Get the look, booster. If you Three looked boosters. at it, you if you looked at it, it would say the opposite. A booster under the tree, a booster <laughs> in your stocking, and a booster in your rooster. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that one was pretty good. Don't do the Elmo one. No, no Elmo. David Mack said no Elmo. David Mack, we don't listen to David Mack. That's okay. true. That hey, true. why don't you, uh, because well, we, we've we had, listen, uh, this is, we're. we're I want to talk about Joe Biden for a minute. Uh, I know, hold on. So one thing we need, let's just say this first. COVID is not political. COVID doesn't care if okay. you're a Democrat or Republican. COVID isn't killing less people because you voted for Biden. But if it did, it would. And I think it's a fair question because people tweeted out tweets like this: "Vote for Biden." You'll. What was going on during the election? There was the BLM Antifa riots. There was the the COVID was spiraling out of control. Okay. The economy was tanking because we had done 15 days to slow the spread and we shut everybody down. So people said, vote for Biden and your return to normalcy. Guess what COVID doesn't care about? That. Doesn't care who's president. And we see it because some very outspoken lawmakers, it's hilarious. Blue, blue, blue state lawmakers who have been the staunchest on COVID, on lockdowns, on wear a mask, on get boosted. What happened this week, Dave? Well, I, I've i come across a few tweets. What happened to those individuals? Who have gotten COVID. Shocking! Tweeted out a few. I'm just going to read a few. Let's read them. This one is is uh, Jason Crow, uh, Colorado. Says, I'm thankful to be fully vaccinated and boosted and experiencing only mild symptoms. The vaccine is safe and effective. Effective. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Uh, Senator Warren. Pocahontas. What she got roasted by uh, homeboy. I call her Pocahontas. Um, She goes, today I tested positive with a breakthrough case. case. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm only experiencing mild symptoms and am Grateful for the protection provided against serious illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. Don't, I think it's hilarious. Don't forget, Cory Booker, who cries about everything, claimed he oh. would be doing much worse. That's right. I'll not, read it. I'll read it to yeah, you. Read says, it. This is Cory Booker, New Jersey. He says, I'm beyond grateful to have received two doses of vaccine and more recently a booster. I am certain that without them, I would be doing much worse. Much worse. Now, he literally is the only one that is truthful about it. 
Because it because that's we've said that so many times that you know if you've got the vaccine you got the boosters it's just gonna make COVID suck a little less you know what I'm saying he's the only one that's been kind of truthful about it but the I said other it two last week stretching it and I just don't understand when we're going to when we're gonna get there COVID is a therapeutic it's not a vaccine it is not keeping you from getting COVID. It's not keeping you from spreading COVID. It is a therapeutic. It is making COVID less severe for you. Less sucky. That's my favorite way. Less me. sucky. You know, and and so, but uh, I just love the wording of some of these things. And Ten of the highest COVID states are blue states who voted for Biden and have nearly 100% vaccine rate. Like, I, I've, I've wondered this several times. What would the situation be? If Trump was still president and we had 800,000 more deaths and Orange we had the bad because I think we could all agree the uh, it's important to understand the where you where we're arguing from. I think these people were going to die anyways. And that's a hard jo- thing. I, we're it's not hard saying say. we're not saying Joe Biden has killed these people. Right. I mean, the, the, the fact remains is that the people dying are dying from a real virus that is incredibly dangerous to people with multiple comorbidities, such as smoker, uh, immunocompromised. Have you struggled with blood clots? Obesity. Oof. And so when you look at that, and yet we're passing laws that say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go back to a gym. You know, the... That's what home homegirl said. That oh, I can't remember her name. She put it. She put it in. Uh, she made it a law. I think she mandated it. Um, golly, she is. Oh, Chicago mayor. What's her name? Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Golly, she just looks like the. She just looks like the devil. She looks like a munchkin. Oh, dude, she does. She looks like a munchkin. Oh man, that that's kind of mean. I know. Man, but she has required vaccine proof for indoor spaces like restaurants, bars, gyms um, in the city of Chicago. They all have. Los Angeles just did this. Los Angeles has seen cases skyrocket 50% in the last 24 hours, even though they've had mask mandates 19 the last 20 months, and they've got vaccine passports to go and do everything. And Chicago, along with D.C., are just joining in on the craze. We have, there's it's just. kind of how it works, though. You know, one does it, and they're like, oh, well, we got to do it now because there's it just, makes us look good to there's the There's absolutely up. nothing. There's absolutely nothing that supports this. Let me give you, uh, let, let me just, I, I was saving this. Let's just hit, let's just hit it now, and then we'll come back. Cases in Portugal are up 613% since their vaccine passports began in October. And listen to this. In Portugal, here's you another. This is a, this is a, put this in with your football argument, Dave. 100% of the adults in Portugal have had at least one shot. Wow. Cases in Iceland are the highest ever. But the country recently claimed they, quote, hammered COVID. 95% of adults in Iceland are fully vaccinated and 64% of those 18 and older are fully vaxxed and boosted. I mean, it's just LA, Vermont, deaths in Vermont. Uh, I, 
I'm almost positive of this, that Vermont is the most vaccinated state in the country. I'm I'm hundred I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain. Yet deaths in Vermont are the highest they've ever been. Hmm. I just saw the other day Cornell had like sixteen hundred cases in seven days. Cornell University has mandatory masks. Uh, they've done all the contract tracing. This feels like twenty twenty first of it all over again surveillance testing they've ordered supplemental testing they have a daily health check app vax the vaccine is mandatory for students and most of their students are also boosted so i wish we had a doctor uh on the podcast because the question i have and it's definitely it i don't know if it's as big as a reach as i'm thinking it is dave we got dr fauci that's true dr fauci is here all right dr fauci let me ask you could the vaccine be responsible for damaging or hurting immune systems? Absolutely is- not, Dave. You're responsible. Like, have we done the research on that? You're responsible. There's no data. Why am I responsible? You're, you voted for DeSantis. Death Santis. I did vote for DeSantis while I was sitting here in Texas. I sure did. That's how he got, that's how Biden got elected. So, just people from other states voting in different states. Dead people voting. Anyway. Here's what yeah, I wish. But like that's a good question to ask. Here's what, what if- I here's what I so badly wish and I so badly don't understand because I've got friends. I've got friends in low places and I've got friends who I know who are highly educated individuals. My wife and I would just scratch our heads when we look at them on social media and you're like this is a highly educated individual and I just don't understand because I look at our world and say when were scientific results when have scientific results ever been accepted as full truth and no need to explore differently are you asking me yeah because i don't know i mean that's that's how we got to where we are is that no one accepted a flat earth and then no one accepted a small solar system and they've dug and they've argued and they've had healthy debate and they've posed great questions and they've been peer-reviewed no one accepted that we couldn't cure certain kinds of cancer and now people are living with cancer longer than ever before. Like no one accepted that we had to live with polio. No one accepted that we had to live with measles or the flu. Like no one accepted those things when, when, oh, his name slips my mind right now. S- several of you are going to say his name. Doctor, the heart doctor who, who performed the first open heart surgery, right? Like no one accepted that, hey, once you have a heart issue, that's it. That we can't transplant the heart yeah. or the brain. Like, no one accepted that we can't put in artificial pieces in our body and live again. No you one can ex- transplant a brain? Yeah. Would you still be the same person? I don't know. I should ask Adam that. What if you're a different person with someone else's brain? How are you going to remember the things you remembered? Maybe you don't transplant the whole brain. Maybe it's pieces. It's like neuro, like the neurological pieces. I'm shook. <laughs> Why did you ask that? Why did you say that? But no one no one accepted that like you have to live like when people think about where they've come today with prosthetics. True. I mean people are running marathons with prosthetic legs. Heck, they're getting to the point Correct. where like you have robotic arms with a hand. How that did can they move. get there? Because no one accepted that, hey, well, you just have to live with no arm. People brought forth a healthy debate. They figured out how to do this. And see, here we come forward with this COVID situation, and you've got the most brilliant minds in the world that work in the field of medicine. And this idea of asking legitimate questions like you just posed to say, hey, the fact that it doesn't look like an epidemic of the unvaccinated 
This actually looks like an epidemic of the vaccinated. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. And that's why I just scratched my head. Not to mention that Omicron, the doctors in South Africa told us it's not that big of a deal. Guess what? They says they said it's the flu. If I have it, it's not that big of a deal. There's not been a single, you know, kids are barely, there's barely any death in kids. There's no death, hardly any death in healthy people. Uh, I just, but yet, here we are, Joe Biden saying, hey, guess what? If you're unvaxxed, come this winter, death to you. We, have just, a, we had a friend, Leah showed this to me yesterday, Christians. Okay. Went to our church in Katy for a time. She's a teacher. He is in uh, accounting. Okay. So she posts a picture of them in their backyard. They have two boys, about my girl's age, six and nine, let's say. They have two boys in masks. Outside, in their backyard? In their backyard. So they're in masks. Her parents are in masks, and the boys are in masks because her husband was at work yesterday and found out he had been in the office all day with a guy who tested positive for COVID. So they decided out of an abundance of caution to do an emergency Christmas in the backyard, socially distanced with masks. And then she posted her, her husband, her, her husband's parents and both her kids, six and nine, everyone's vaccinated. I mean, I just... What do I say? <laughs> I got nothing to say. I got I, nothing to say. I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, I, it just, it really, it really, really, really bothers me. It, it bothers me to the point of like, so like, I don't, so a lot of my family is vaccinated. Um, my, my, my uncle, very close to death. Um, and, uh really scared a lot of our family and so they they a lot of them went got vaccinated whatever whatever i've been pushed to get vaccinated by my family we're not going to do it um and so we're just looking at the science and we're looking at things like that um we're not going to be driven by fear and and so when i said just a little bit earlier before you said that and we've said this a lot on this podcast this has just been fear driven and Joe Biden continues to feed into the fear factor of it all when he tells and he goes on and he tells he tells you like, hey, if you're unvaxxed this winter, winter of death for you, winter of death. And I can just imagine I just want you to I just want to paint a picture for you. I can just imagine if Orange Man Bad would have tweeted that when he was president. What would this have looked like? Well, right, because when I saw did he that, ever did he ever threaten <laughs> a people group of saying death to you? Pretty much, I don't remember him ever doing that. But yeah, here we are. There's no, there's no. Uh, dang, what is the? Why do words slip my mind like they do yours sometimes? There, there is, there is just, there is just a lack of accountability when it comes to what these people say. There, you're. That is true. There is zero accountability. They say whatever they want. And nothing they get away is, with it. Nothing is called back. And I look but at... But yeah, here we are in the heart of Texas. We say one little wrong thing, little old podcast, and we get striked. You know I, what I'm saying? I just look at... I look at people. I see you putting your kid in a mask. I see you vaccinating your kid. 
And one, I, I want to have a genuine dialogue with you to say, I just don't understand because here's the only way I can wrap my mind around this. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were talking last night, just as we were driving back from Houston, we were there late, late last night. And we were just talking about different things on the way home. And, you know, I just told, I told Leah, I said, you know, I feel like one of the things that I'm trying to do so much more in my, in my later years of life is just be consistent Bro, across the board. you're 39 years old. I know, but I, I feel like you, you, there's a lot of maturing that happens. You'll experience it. You'll go through maturing sooner, sooner rather than later. <laughs> but you have a lot of maturing that happens when you cross like 34, <laughs> when you cross 34 into 35 and you go on that journey, there's that. There's like a, a soul searching amount. type of deal. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly I've been on a journey the last six months yeah. that are really, really just, you know, you bring you to a place of saying, am I the best version of myself? You know, like, hey, at the end of the day, I don't want to be a burden on people. I want to say, am I making a place better than I found it and that kind of thing. And so, you know, you walk away from it and you say, hey, I, for me, when I look at it and say, if I'm just trying to be consistent, I just want to be consistent. So, so then to me, if you are masking your child and you are vaccinating your child, then you better be sending your kid to school in a Kevlar bulletproof vest. Better yet, I guess, well, I guess that's not true. I guess if you're masking your child and you're vaccinating your child, you really shouldn't be letting your kid out of the home. Yeah. You shouldn't leave them out of the home. You should never operate a motor vehicle with them and you should never feed them fast food. Because they're more likely going to die from heart disease, murder, and car accidents than they are from COVID. So that to me is the funniest thing is to say, if you have masked and vaccinated your child, if you've done those things, then one, you better drive like five miles an hour. You better never speed. Yeah. You should probably never take a major highway uh, on Saturday. We went with some friends to dinner, drove College Station. Highway 6 was shut down. Fatality accident. This was on Saturday. What was last night? Wednesday. Last night, Wednesday, we're coming back right outside of Hempstead, between Hempstead and Navasota, that big, bright gas station that's on the right that they just put in. Fatality accident. Wow. We go by. They've got a sheet over a person on the ground. They've got the top of the car cut off. You're just like, you just, I just look at Lee and say, the most dangerous thing that we do day in and day out is drive highway six. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you see horrific accidents on it or 79? Yeah. Big time. Daily. I mean, it's just it, life is so inherently dangerous and life is so much more dangerous. And to me, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, then you should panic over all of these stats we throw out. And it should make you want to build a bunker and it should make you want to be a doomsday prepper and mask your kid and vax to the whole world and sanitize your food and sanitize whatever. But if, if you know the Lord, then you understand this life is not your own. You cannot delay for one second your time on yeah. this earth. Not not by one second. And there are really intelligent people out there who are saying, you have come to a point where you have been so brainwashed by fear that you believe this cloth mask on your face is going to keep you okay or that somehow having a cloth mask on your face when you walk into the restaurant, but you take it off 10 feet later when you sit at the table or that a party of 10, as we discovered last night, party of 10 is allowed. Party of 11, not allowed. Why? Because COVID knows one more person? Co COVID knows if you went from 10 to 11? 
It's like, ridiculous. There's just no consistency. So if you are out there and you vaccinated your child, now there may be exceptions. Your kid may have conditions. You know your kid's medical health. But if you vaccinated your kid, that's what I tell people. And you you know what's best for your kid. And you've put a mask on your so. kid. Then all I can say is I better never pass you on the highway, ever. Ever. I better never see you eat fast food. You better never be at Chicken Express, Dairy Queen, Chick-fil-A, Whataburger, Express. Sonic, Dairy Queen. You better never be at any of those places. You better ne- You better never be feeding your kid any kind of processed food or anything like that. You better never, ever let them go to school. You better lock your doors, roll down your windows with a metal sh- sh- look like like the hurricane purge. shutters. So look like the purge. Yeah. Because the fact remains... That all of those are a greater risk to your child than anything. You know, here, here's the deal. I'll say this. As someone who is not vaccinated, nor are my kids vaccinated, nor will we be. At the end of the day, I'm less of a coward than you are. Like, what do you care? If your vaccine and your mask protects you, thing. then what do you care about me? That's I have thing. more skin in the game. I have more skin in the game today than you than you do. So what do you care what I do? What do, what what does it what does it bother you? I am literally putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah. By saying, I look at the data, I don't believe it's necessary for a 39-year-old healthy male who is 40 I am well I just ran 7 miles today, so I'm 32 miles short of 1000 miles for the year. COVID's not a risk to me. You better pick it up, son. It's not a risk to my kids. You going to make it? Can I tell you? Yeah, I'm going to make it. Can I tell you this? Here's what's even crazier. I, I saw this stat this week. Over a million people this year moved from a blue state to a red state. I wonder why. So here's the question. California lost population in consecutive years. That's never happened since 1850 when they were in statehood. Here were the three states that lost the most people. Can you guess? California. Yep. New York. Yep. And... Illinois. Was, Illinois. I wouldn't mm-hmm. guess that. So listen, I, it just it just asks a simple question. If the free state, if Death Santis is so bad, if Greg Abbott's so bad, why are people moving here? They want to be free. Because look, let me extend that question. Let me show my consistency again. If America is the world's greatest country, systemically racist and awful place, why are millions of people flooding across the border? If this place is so bad, why do you stay? If your red state is so awful, if it's so dangerous to have these open schools, if it's so dangerous for you to have freedom of movement, then move to a blue state. You can be shut down all you want then. And if blue states are so bad, why do people continue to move here? It's it's It it blows my mind because we could end up like Austria. They're literally hiring employees to hunt down. Yeah vaccine refusers and and i and that's why we talk about covid so much because a lot of you sit there and you think out of sight out of mind if i don't think about it if i don't watch anything on it covid's not covid's not a big deal in my life and for those who live in in red states that's pretty much the case you know like here in texas we live a pretty normal life my family in florida lives a pretty normal life right and so really it is kind of out of sight out of mind but the reality is is that if we don't talk about it, if we don't push back, slowly but surely they're going to continue to take more piece of the pie until they've got it all, and they and they then they're able to do whatever they want to do. 
and and I'm speaking of the government, and we'll end up like Austria. Well, and they've got here. The difference here is they're getting caught at every twist and turn. Lisa Wink, Wang came out this week on CNN. It could have been MSNBC, and she said, "Cloth masks are little more than facial decoration." All right, so if you have been champion your little cloth mask, what do you do now? She said, three ply N95 or KN95 is the only thing you should be wearing and you should be wearing it nonstop. They, get, they continue to get caught, but there's nothing that puts them there because you, Miss Cloth Mask Advocate, who's going to die on that hill, you're not, you're oblivious. You're a sheep with your head in the sand. Let me tell you what's happened. Then we're going to move on. I'm sorry, we, we probably have covered this longer than we want to today, but that's not true. Here's what I fear. I don't think I, I've heard somebody say, I've heard people say, oh, we're more fractured now than ever before. Maybe that's true. But there was a time in this country where we literally killed each other, <laughs> called a civil war. I don't think we're that fractured. Yeah. Okay. But I think what we have done is we have formed into two groups. We, we, have, we have formed into two groups, those who desperately the, believe that the government is going to rescue them and solve all the problems, and they're willing to pay whatever cost necessary in order to do that. And a group that knows that that's not true. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're seeing this divide. And as a result, I think I, you and I talked about this at lunch today. As a result, you now see this statement. When we first started wearing masks, what was the reason? What did they say? I wear my mask for you. You wear your mask for me. Right, people would say things like, Gosh, "That's so cringy." That just made me like. People uh. would say, "We're all in this together." Nurses were frontline heroes. Right, they worked without a vaccine. Yeah, caring for people who are incredibly contagious. Now they're fired, and what you see is the same people that said Medicare for all, healthcare for all, are the same people who say, "Well, if you don't get the vaccine, you should be turned away." Yep, Fact. they're the same people who say. Hey, it was a shame that Republicans won't vote for health care for all are saying, if you're not vaccinated, you should be refused treatment. And what you see is the reason that I care about all this is because it's spilling into normal walks of life yep. and we're divided and we're fractured and we're miserable people. And there was an incident this week that I thought just encapsulated it so great is that in the middle of our Facebook feed church service, an individual commented that he didn't like the music. There should be a choir. And two, what? I didn't even go. I should have gone back and looked. That's we we look. hit it. Two people then, who are part of the group that is, you know, subordinate. Yeah, we got this group. This insurrection group is trying to overthrow. Yeah, this trying to overthrow the churches. I haven't seen them in three weeks. Uh, Two of the people that are involved in that group, you know what they did? They liked the comment. Another person put a angry face. Like, this is where we're at. That you, we're, we are as people, as believers, we are sitting home watching church online for the sole purpose of being able to criticize the gospel and then to affirm someone else's criticism of the gospel. Like, even as believers, that, I'll tell you, that is the result of sin. That's the result of a broken world. I hope they watch this week. But I'm just telling you, that 
is a byproduct of this COVID era, which drove us out of our churches. It drove us to Fox News, to CNN, to these negative news machines. Not that Fox News is bad, but they're all bad. They're all in cahoots. There is no hope. There is no hope for you in the world. It's not in a government politician. It's not in a policy. It's not in Dr. Fauci, not in Tickle Me Elmo. There's The only hope is in Christ. And he's going to return one day and it's all going to be over. And here's what you better hope. You better hope that what you did from the point that he put breath in your lungs till the point that he takes it away, you figured out how to live for him. Mm. Period. Mm. Do you think they'll listen this week? So we move on, though. They better listen this week. We do move on. And wow. Wow. What a what a uh, what a COVID rant. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. Uh, uh, but we move on and we take a big right turn like we always do when we head to the sports world and uh can we talk about elmo now david gosh please no i just want to talk about elmo please so funny not funny fact it was actually terrifying when i was a kid i would have nightmares of bert ernie and elmo and all those characters like 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 goliath size chasing me around okay so i'm not it was yeah you shouldn't do it anyways david wants to talk about kamala harris no 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 well, that we'll save her for the end. She's just she's right. a walking. David wants to talk about the Jags coaching. I do search. want to talk about the Jags coaching. I got some good I, I info for you. I feel like we you. always need to cover sports. You're gonna say some smart Alec crap, like the Jags should just quit being a team, and I would be okay with that because then I could pick a better team to cheer for. Um, but they finally listened to me. They fired Urban Meyer. I was right all along. Um, I said it was a bad a bad idea. And uh, what do we see happen? Ultimately, he's fired. And uh, so now, Jags hiring another coach. Really, this is, in the last five years, they'll be their third coach in the last five years. And so I got a f- I got three guys. Okay, let's hear them. Got three guys and just kind of my input on all three guys that I think. And I'm going to go from, thir- from my least favorite to my favorite. Crank it up. Dave is going to fix your problems right I, here. Here I, we go. He better listen to me because I, I think I got some guys who could really come in and do something. So I got right there at number three I think would be a good option. At least the guy – all these guys should get interviewed. But this is a good option. Kansas City's offensive coordinator – uh, Eric Bieniemy, right? He he was one of many who interviewed last year for the job before they ultimately went with Urban Meyer. He's been a disciple of Andy Reid. Um, he's he's played a huge role in in Kansas City and the success that they've had. And I just think he could come in and he could really help change the culture and especially help develop a young, talented quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And so we've seen this before, right? A lot of a, a lot of people. I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon just for the memes of of Trevor Lawrence's bust, but we've seen this before with Peyton Manning. His first year was awful. Um, he turns it around. One of the best quarterbacks ever played. Eric Bieniemy was a Bowl. running back, huh? Eric Bieniemy was a running. I'm back, talking about though. Peyton Manning. I'm, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying. But you're, how's Eric Bieniemy going to fix Trevor Lawrence? What are you talking about? He's literally working with the bet. Arguably the best quarterback in the National Football League in Patrick Mahomes. No, so there's a quarterback's coach. I'm telling you, but he's got a big hand in it. He's been under Andy Reid for years now. How come no one hired him last year? I don't know. There's the, some red flags. So there. There's got to be something up. There's some red flags. Good thing there, he's only your third best I'm about option. To tell you, he's my third, but there's All some right. red flags in the off-the-field issues deal. Yeah. He's, he's had some trouble with the law. That might be a few things. Um, but that's why he's my third. I think he would be a pretty decent option. 
Then I go on to Jim Caldwell. Okay. You like that? You like that? Former Miami <sighs> assistant, Colts Alliance head coach. Um, he's been out of the league since 2019. He had a few health issues, so that kind of pushed him off the field. But he's healthy now, and he's looking just for an opportunity if it arises. And I think it would be definitely a different direction, but I think that's what Jacksonville wants, and I think that's what fans want, is for, is for Jacksonville to just go in a different direction. He's been said to be a guy that is a patient manager of people, right? He's, he's, got a, he's a dynamic offensive of mind. And quarterbacks coach, he's also been a part of some Super Bowl teams in Indianapolis and in Baltimore, and so he knows what it takes to win. And so, really, a lot of people think Jacksonville's a good spot for a guy like him who can develop a quarterback, who can develop an offense, and just who can help really change and shift the culture. And I think that's what Jacksonville needs. It wouldn't be this huge home run hire, but it would definitely, it would definitely go along with the changing of the culture. He's kind of old. Um, he's 66, so age kind of is a factor, but I just think he would be a good guy to come in, change the culture, be there for four years, change the culture, help develop Trevor Lawrence, develop a good offense, and then if you wanted to bring somebody else in after that, then you could, but I just go to my top option, and I think this one is, I think this is the favorite, uh, I've been, I've been reading a lot on him and reading a lot of, about what just NFL experts are saying, and, and that's Brian Leftwich. Um, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator. And so he was a first-round draft pick of Jacksonville. So he, he, he knows the organization. Um, he, he has been uh, under Bruce Arians. He's been an understudy of him. He's been his right-hand man. He's gotten a chance to coach Tom Brady, who both think very highly of him. And so good offensive mind can help develop a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's already loved in Jacksonville because he played for them. And so I just think that would be the best hire for them, um, for culture and just for the fans and just for Trevor Lawrence. And so those are my three options. I hope we go with Brian Leftwich. I think it'd be a good good hire. He hasn't had coach a head Byron. coach. Byron, huh? Byron Leftwich. That's what I said. Bro, you said Brian Leftwich. I said Byron. Promise. That's we'll, just how I talk. We'll go back and check the tape. We'll go back and check the tape. Uh, but I think it'd be a good hire. Um, he hasn't had really any head coaching experience, but he's been he's been under um, some great head coaches, um, and and been able to coach some really good players. And so I think who all think highly of him. So I think he would be a good option for that. And so let's hear your take. You're probably just gonna say, <laughs> just shut it all down, bro. Here's my take. Let them all hit free agency. <laughs> here's my. take. You can't talk much. You're a freaking Texans fan. So here's my take. I literally, I literally don't care. I know you don't. How about care. the Jags hire David Cully? You want him? No, I don't want him. Yeah. I know you want to get rid of him. Here's what I think. What did I tell you about NFL coaching searches? I don't. I can't remember. I said this is not complicated. It's the NFL. It's a retread league for a reason. So, so you've got Eric Bieniemy, who literally, who literally is coaching Patrick Mahomes, one of the top five players in the league. Okay, pretty easy to be good yeah. coaching him. Okay. And then Leftwich, who's coaching the greatest quarterback of all time. No, de- no debate. No debate. No debate. I agree. Correct. He's the greatest of all time. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to be a good offensive coordinator when you're coaching Tom Brady. No, but you're still learning. You're still so, developing as a coach and a person and, sure. and a developer. Sure. Okay, I'll just tell you, <laughs> you're closer with your Shaw uh, hire 
Just the, are the Jaguars ever going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. No, you do know the answer. I don't know. Yes, you do. Uh uh-uh. uh They're never going to win a Super Bowl. So, look, you have to decide. There have been plenty of teams out there who people have looked at and said, no shot, they're never going to win a Super Bowl, and they've won a Super Bowl. Name one. I mean, every NFL team that's ever existed at one, one point in their life. Can you name one? I mean, you can name all of the can ones that have won a Super Bowl. give me one right now? What are you talking about? Can you give me I'm one? I'm literally giving you an example. Pick one. Any team. Name a name. Name a Super Bowl champion who won Baltimore, the Super Bowl. Patriots, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whatever. Like, hold on. You can go on and on and on. Hold on. The Eagles. Baltimore. Philadelphia. Baltimore. Are you serious? Baltimore. Yeah, when they first existed, who sat there and thought, yeah, this team's going to this team's going to They had existed for a long time. Huh? They moved to Baltimore. It doesn't matter, though. Like, they had the they, greatest they've defense. They've at some point in their Statistically, they had the greatest they've, defense. They've at some point in, in their in their team's lifespan in which they suck so bad, people were like, no shot, they're going to win a Super Bowl. And yet, they go and win a Super Bowl. No. The, the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoever thought that they were going to win a Super Bowl that year? Just saying. Exactly. I just beat you. But look. Exactly. No, it, it took you an hour to come up with a team that you think That's maybe is true. a good example. Every freaking team. The Jaguars are not going to win a Super Bowl. That's, You've got you to decide. Know. Are you good with eight wins? You're never going to know. Are you know. good with eight wins? You never know. They the, were literally almost there the question five is, years are ago. you good with eight wins? They were wins? one win away from a Super Dave, Bowl. Dave, why do you do this every time they we They were one win away why, from a Super Bowl. Why don't Bowl? you just answer the question, Joe Biden? What are you talking about? I just gave you my answer. I asked the question, are just, you okay with eight wins? Just four years ago, they were one win away from a Super Bowl, and you said they're never going to win. They are were you okay with eight wins? No. You're not okay with eight wins? No, I would rather lose if we're gonna not gonna if we're not gonna compete for a Super Bowl, I'd rather a top five pick every year. Then there you go. But the Because then eventually we the would NFL be, is then a, eventually we would be competing what, for a Super what Bowl. What the average fan here's the problem. I, f- I forgot you're an idiot. Let me help you out here. Your mom. What the average idiot fan doesn't understand is that the NFL is a league that is set up for parody. Most people don't understand this. But if you win your division then the next year, you play all the division winners. So naturally, teams with bad records play an easier schedule than teams with good records. It's literally set up to keep teams from being great. So as a fan, you have to come to a point where you say, are we okay with eight wins or do we always want to tank? Because what's going to happen is no matter who the coach is, you're going to ultimately get a favorable schedule. You're going to play all the other last place division teams. The issue is you're in a division with a team that's worse than you, so you're not going to finish last because the Texans suck too. So you're you're going to avoid playing division winners. Then you're going to get to a spot. You're going to make a playoff. Then the next year your record is going to be hard, and you're going to be out of the playoffs again, and it's just going to continue to go that way. So as an NFL fan, what you have to come to terms with is saying, look, am I good with eight wins? And you know who can win you eight games? pretty much anyone who's been an NFL coach before. Unless, okay. You, it, the NFL, you just don't see splashy hires. You just don't see. You see that in college, coordinator gets promoted to head coach, but you just don't see it in the NFL. So, yeah, Shaw, I think, yeah. But you're likely to see them hire Bill Cower, right? Like, drag somebody out of, of retirement who's Rex Ryan, right? Like, that's just what the NFL does. They go hire these retreads who've been around the block a hundred times. If the Jags hire Rex Ryan, I'm literally done being a Jaguar fan. I'm just saying. That's just what they do. Quote me now. That's just what they do. It's different than college football. Now. Quote me now. We're going to hit this breaking news out, college football? Yeah. 
I think so. Uh, this let, let's end. We'll end there today because unless your grandma lives in another time zone, well, you've been you've been with us for a while. Breaking news late last night that hits us: Texas A and M has pulled out of the Gator Bowl due to Dave. You want to Snapchat later and finish this podcast? No, or just we, Snapchat. I'm calling you the goat. We would finish You're a welcome. lot. We would finish a lot sooner if you just. You're talking. Ahead. At least you didn't go to the bathroom this week. Texas A&M pulled out of the Gator Bowl. They were scared they're going to lose. I want to walk through this. Okay. Because I don't know how it broke with you. I was surrounded by sports fans when it broke. You sent uh, it to me. Yeah, so the ESPN. Okay, so on the ESPN app, it broke. Texas A&M out of Gator Bowl due to COVID-19 issues. And I thought to myself, that's a little strange. You have these requirements. The kids, they're, the, the team is mostly vaccinated. They just have to test negative. They're going to be just fine. They don't play till December 31st. Like, I'm, I'm a little confused here, you know. And, and the reports have been that they were under this COVID outbreak for like three days already. Okay, so I thought that was a little strange. So I start kind of racking my brain. Well, Calzada, who was their starting quarterback, entered the portal. Yep. The kid, King, who was their starting quarterback start the year, still recovering from his foot injury. So they were going to have to start a true freshman who'd never taken a snap. They then had this slew of guys, running backs, linemen, who all declared for the draft and said they're sitting the bowl game out. Then they signed the allegedly number one recruiting class over edging Alabama by fractional points. And they're like the talk of college football. And I just got to thinking to myself. All they go eight and four. This feels, this feels a little suspicious. So do you have a conspiracy theory? So I throw out to my brother you who's there. I said, theory. "Huh, this seems a little suspicious." Well, then all of a sudden, a local reporter for a local station here in College Station issues a report that said Jimbo was said to be irate during the week at the number of people who were opting out. The final straw was when the tight end Weidermeyer opted out, and Fisher said. To some assistance, we're in a lose-lose situation. Hmm. How do we get ourselves out of a lose-lose situation? By the way, Wake Forest is like 13 in the country. Had their best year ever. Ever. Only lost one, maybe two games. I think it was two. And, yeah, they lost the ACC championship game. That's right. And we're probably, with your backups, going to shellack you. Which doesn't look good for the brand. Yeah. And the Graham. Which you just wore out with all these signing day graphics. So all of a sudden, that I don't know what time that was. Let's just put a time on it. It was like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Whatever, yeah. So by the time we get to dinner at Taste of Texas last night, now all of a sudden the ESPN alert says, A&M out of Gator Bowl due to COVID-19 and other injury roster problems or whatever. The athletic director comes out, issues a clarifying statement. Oh, no, we're actually not out due to COVID solely, okay? <laughs> like, I mean, the narrative, it was like, hey, we're out due to COVID. And then that didn't hold any water, so it spiraled out of control. And I immediately declared, I sent a text to our friends, the Aggies, and I told them, David Mack was one of them, who Mr. Durr doesn't like Elmo, and I said, Elmo, say you're fraud. Frauds. 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 How do you root for the Aggies? How? Who bail on a football. What message, number one, are we teaching kids that when life gets hard, blame it on COVID? 
Well, it's the world we live in now. <laughs> it's the world we live in now. But I've been on this bandwagon for for a good bit when uh, they were posting all number one, number one recruiting class. I, I tweeted out and I said, well, all of this just still go eight and four. And so uh, I'm on that bandwagon. They would have lost to Wake Forest. They, they would have been eight and four. And, uh, no, they would have been eight and five. Eight and five. And yeah. it would have been a big old meme. And they were trying to avoid being a big old 100%. meme. 100%. And here's something I was running this morning and I mentioned it to Leah. Most people don't know this. Maybe you do know this. I attended the small commuter school in College Station known as Texas A&M. You did. My, my freshman year. So I am deeply aware of the traditions. And the Aggies have a tradition called the 12th man. Are you are you aware of this, David? You aware yeah, of the tradition? Yeah, because I hear about it every time Alabama plays. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so A&M has a tradition called the 12th man. And part of this tradition is the students stand the whole time. Stupid. They stand the whole time. So I began asking some Aggie friends the other day, what's the history behind this tradition? Well, this guy, Roy King, or something like this, Roy E. King, he stood at the Aggies' injury roster was depleted early in the university's time. They were only down to 11 players. And so this guy suits up and he stands on the sideline. He comes out of the student section and stands on the sideline to say, hey, put me in, coach. If we're shorthanded, I'll, I'll play. And I began asking. That would never fly today. By I began the way. asking some questions. Where do you get cleats from? Where do you get a jersey from? He just walked in the locker room in the middle of a. Okay, don't ask questions with good urban lure. Okay, but anyway, so now the students all stand. It is pretty cool because most schools aren't like this. Three decks of students. It is the largest student section in the country. But they stand the whole game in order to symbolize that as the student body, as a group of walk-ons, they are ready to go in it at a moment's notice. Now, Texas A&M also reserves the number 12 for a non-scholarship player walk-on. They get to play on kickoff every week. The number 12 is awarded to a walk-on on the team on a weekly basis. Sometimes it's the same guy. He wins it for the whole year. Sometimes it changes week to week. They get to suit up, and they usually play kickoff and kickoff return. And teams go crazy. They line him up in the dead middle. It's like something out of Rudy. He runs down the middle of the field. He makes a tackle. And I thought to myself this morning, Texas A&M has to retire the 12th man tradition. They have to retire it. Here you are. They're not going down the Your field. entire tradition is of the 12th man standing put in, guard. Put me in, coach. You David are Mack, you won't, short you won't freaking a suit up roster and go spot. You are short a roster spot, and you are going to quit? David Mack would be a beast. You know what I'm saying? Well, he doesn't have eligibility left. But they literally have 50,000 students, 25,000. Actually, Texas A&M has way more men than women. So you've got 30,000 college students with eligibility. And your whole tradition is that the 12th man (laughs) sits ready to go. Man. They weren't ready. They said, Coach, we're out of here. We don't want to play Wake Forest. December 23rd, 2021. RIP. RIP. To the, to the 12th, 12th man. man. I am here sending a letter saying, Texas A&M, you must cease and desist. We already got it written up. The tradition of the 12th man because of your forfeit. Rumor has it that Rutgers at 5 and 7, my brother just sent that to me while we were filming. Rutgers is they going. They couldn't find a better team. Is going to fill in for the spot. Blowout? Yes. Blowout city. Yep. Dave, you got anything else? Well... I I always like to pick on Kamala 
Uh, you know. I think you uh, have a crush on her. I well, I think she's an idiot. Is Kamala attractive? Not even close. I'm talking like, what do you think? If I'm doing a scale of one to ten, she's at least a three. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to see how she got into power when you hear her speak. <laughs> I think people are just scared of her. <laughs> she's terrifying. Remember, she's. It sounds Don't like. Don't ask her a question, Bronson, <laughs> because she'll flip out on you. Most of the time, Kamala Harris answers a question by screaming, like she's reading a Mad Lib. And a perfect example of that came from Charlemagne. He, she's on his show, and he asks the question, who's president, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? And she's got some aide in the background who tries to interrupt, saying, oh, we lost the feed. We can't hear him. Okay. But Charlemagne, he knows what's up. And now he is not, he is a proponent of Kamala. Okay. So we're not defending him. Yeah. But he asks the question and here is, All she had to do is answer here's it. Kamala Harris reading the Mad Lib. Here we go. Oh, my volume was, my volume was, uh, my volume was not up. David, just play the clip. You I'm don't got to tell people. Start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin is a problem? Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president, and my name is Kamala Harris. I mean. And my name is and she, Kamala she Harris. Goes on to say, she goes on to answer the question by saying, like, and people want improved health care, and they want, payment for child care and they want blah 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 they want covid to come down they want a job to come back it makes no sense is joe biden president or is it joe manchin with his one vote in the senate and she says it's 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 joe biden and i'm and i'm freaking kamala, I'm harris. kamala harris how dare you ask me that, i have no idea republican i have no idea what that has to say i love but, it i love it hey she we know you're going to be me. loading up we know you're going to be traveling we hope that wherever you travel, you have a Merry Christmas. We hope that you will take the podcast along. We've got a lot of great episodes. If you're a relatively new listener, which many of you are, would love for you to go back and listen to uh, some of our... We've done 20, what, 30? No, what are we on? This is 34? 34, 35 shows. Yep. Unbelievable. I didn't think I'd make it three shows with Diamond Dave over there. Let's go. But... Uh, it uh it has it has been fantastic we hope you have a wonderful christmas i hope that you uh, do not let you know we got the memes and we've got all the pictures but don't don't let the craziness of the season don't let it consume you don't let it consume your children there's a reason we have christmas break it's called christmas break it's not called winter break there's a reason that reason is jesus and he came to save and we hope that if you don't know jesus man we'd love for you to reach out to us at the DW underscore podcast. We love to tell you about why we have the hope, why we don't fear COVID or anything else. And uh, we are so grateful that you joined this new podcast, Dangerously Wrong. The things you've heard today might be dangerously wrong, but they might just be dangerously right. We want you to decide which is the case. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you on the show next week. Bye. <laughs>